well sing along with us. Yeah, Easter time is here again, so hop along, my furry friend. Just bring your basket full of joy for all the girls and boys. Colored eggs and chocolate too will all be here waiting for you. So hop on up to me, my friend. It's Easter time. Hello, it's Patrick Don Vito with the Film Editing Podcast at www.filmediting.com. It's just past Easter time. Hope everybody had a great Easter, a great Passover, great holiday, whatever you did. I guess some people are on holiday right now. That little song was uh, kind of a cheesy little kid song that I wrote and sang with my sister for the movie Carol's Christmas uh, TV movie for A&E Network. For those of you that want to know, that was actually recorded in GarageBand, very simply, and uh, it was kind of fun. So it's just past Easter, and I'm just back from New Zealand. I was in New Zealand for a few weeks and had a great time. What a great country. Beautiful scenery, great people, and it was a lot of fun. Went to a lot of different places. And while I was in Wellington, I got a tour of Park Road Post, which is Peter Jackson's post house. They do everything there from developing film to sound editing, mixing. They have editorial offices. They even have some living spaces in the back. Dave Whitehead is a sound editor I talked with while I was there. I was uh, only talked to him for about five minutes, but I thought I'd play the interview. I just recorded on my camcorder since I didn't have any anything with me to record the interview with other than that. And uh, it's a little five-minute interview. We sat in the Park Road, uh, excuse me, Park Road Studios lobby and had a little talk. And here it is. And we're at Park Road Post. Can you tell us a little about Park Road Post? Uh, Park Road Post has been here for a couple of years. Originally, it was uh, the film unit, uh, which was about uh, 20 kilometers out of the central business district, and they, they decided to get it more central. Um, it's... Uh, Sort of based on Frank Lloyd Wright architecture, the whole place. It's beautiful, all the wood floors yeah. and the fireplaces, yeah. and yeah. it's better than any any cutting room I've ever worked in, any post house. It's, <laughs> it's really beautiful. Well, they went went all around the states, checking out different um, uh, mix stages and stuff, and you know took a lot of cues from a lot of places, added what they want, and came up with the uh, the mix rooms that they have. Um, it's a real community here. It's kind of uh, editorial rooms, the mix theater. It's got. Uh, the lab, processing, um, telecine, everything's all in the one house. All in one house. Yeah. It's great. And uh, you've worked on, what were some of the movies you've worked on, just to let people know what you've done, and you're a supervisor of sound? Uh, as an editor, uh, a sound editor on the Lord of the Rings movies, sound designer on King Kong, um, Boogeyman, supervising sound editor, lot, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Ring 2, a few bits and bobs. What's, one of your, what's your favorite film you've worked on? Um, I would have to say The Two Towers. Yeah? Yeah, it was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, that one sticks out. It's, it's amazing, the, the, the work. I mean, when I saw King Kong, just the, the scope of the sound of that was just amazing. Yeah, uh, we, we certainly went to a lot of effort together. Lots of interesting sounds. They sent me to Borneo. And wow, really? Recorded the jungles over there. And, um, there's, lots of, there's lots of layers in there. Yeah. It's really... Yeah. Rich and it was, full. It was pretty off the charts, really. Uh, That's great. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, you know there's a lot of uh, US editors come over to work on those jobs, and New Zealand editors. Uh, it's a real kind of family that's kind of developing down here, which is great. It's a really nice feel. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely open to people coming down and checking it out. Uh, I think it's a sort of a un, just 
relatively undiscovered by a lot of people overseas so yeah. far. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's, it's really be- becoming just hi- highly yeah. known now, really. I mean, I think it's really... I mean, how long has it been for two years, you said? Uh, yeah, around about two years. Uh, I think it's, it was set up for actually the end of two towers. So maybe it's more than that. It's probably maybe three. And I've just lost my mind and can't remember. Uh, yeah, it's, but anyway, uh, it's, um, yeah, uh, I think the, the potential is huge. Uh, we have a little bit of downtime on the occasion at the moment just because it's still fledgling. You know, it's just, yeah. just, just starting to, to get the flow in of work. Um, you know, there's a lot of interest from uh, Asian countries and that sort of thing. Um, and, but we're starting to get our regulars, which is good. Uh, it's kind of like the Skywalker of um, New Zealand, yeah. I would say. And you were saying before that you think it's about 50-50 as far as uh, New Zealand versus other films, other countries? Yes, yeah. uh, except for when, you know, when a bigger film comes through, like, say, Kong. Uh, then it starts to take up all the rooms and you can't mm. get any other films in, so it kind of eats into that. Yeah. But uh, saying that, you know, uh, there's plenty of New Zealand films coming through here. There are some lower budget uh, US movies coming through, the likes of Boogeyman um, uh, and uh, a few other things that are coming through as well. Um, but uh, it's yeah, it's only growing and getting better. That's great. How many stages do you have again? How many? Uh, three, two large ones and one smaller one. Yeah, they were great. I have to take a picture of the, those speakers, yeah, though. Yeah, those yeah. speakers are that yeah, they're pretty wild. Cool. Yeah. There were some speakers in the in one of the stages that were how much were the speakers each? B and W. They're between twenty and thirty grand. Apiece. Twenty and thirty grand a piece. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> yeah, silly. They're, they're really cool looking speakers. I'd love yeah. to see them. I'd love to hear them uh, working. Yeah, yeah. But uh, cool. Excellent. Thanks so much. Not a problem. Well, there it is, short but sweet. I'd like to thank Dave Whitehead for taking time out of his busy schedule to sit down and talk with me and to uh, give me a tour of the facilities. They were really quite amazing. Uh, I'm going to put some pictures up on the website. If you go to the blog page at filmediting.com slash blog, there'll be a link there to the pictures I've taken of the uh, facilities. Really beautiful. They had some amazing little touches, like one of the cool things was this kind of fiber optic lighting above the mix uh, mixing console, so they never have to go up and change any light bulbs. It just it, The light is fed through these fiber optic wires, and uh, there's lots of little touches here and there that make it really a nice, nice facility. I also recommend that you check out the DVD for King Kong. On the DVD, they've taken the uh, diaries they did online, uh, the post-production and production diaries. This is really the post-production diaries. And they compiled them all together, and it's a two-and-a-half-hour sequence where you can see them chronologically from the first day uh, after the shoot was finished all the way through the release and the premiere of the movie. And it's really fascinating, and you'll find Dave Whitehead throughout that whole sequence. And it, it's a very fascinating look at everything from sound to visual effects uh, to miniatures to editing, everything involved, ADR, uh, with the process of post-production. Also, on that same sequence, you'll see a guy named Andy Wickens, and he's a laboratory liaison, and I met with him as well. And we walked through the laboratory, and I got a tour of their lab, and it's really a great small boutique lab. It doesn't do a lot of film. The most, he said, that they print in a day at the height of of, of a, a movie like Lord of the Rings is 50,000 feet a day, and that's from all their productions for the day. So that's not really a lot as far as labs go, but it really was the cleanest lab I've seen and it was really a, a beautiful place. We also t- got a little tour uh, for the Lord of the Rings fans that, that love it so much they want any information about it. I do have a picture uh, on the online of the 
Model C contact printer that is in the lab, and this is an old-style printer that they make all the dailies with. And the way it works is you basically load up the negative on one side, and you load up the print, the positive, on the other side, and it it prints right through to the positive to create your daily print for the show. And this one that I took a picture of uh, is actually the one that printed all 7.5 million feet of The Lord of the Rings and 2.5 million feet of King Kong. So little trivia and... Uh, Something for you guys to look for. Again, that's at the uh, the blog page. You can see a link to that. Well, I just finished up on a film called Just My Luck, which is starring Lindsay Lohan. And Donald Petrie was the director. And actually, Donald has agreed to talk with us. And hopefully in the next week, I'll be doing an interview with him as well. So if you have any questions for Donald Petrie, uh, please uh, send them to me. You can always email them to me. Or you can call the uh, comment line at uh, 206 206- 202-AVID. That's 206-202-2843. And Donald has worked on uh, a lot of films, including uh, most recently, Just My Luck, uh, Welcome to Mooseport, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Miss Congeniality, My Favorite Martian, Grumpy Old Men, uh, Richie Rich, just to name a few. Uh, Also, Mystic Pizza was his first feature. And hopefully we'll talk to him next week. But while we're talking about Just My Luck, I thought I'd spend a little time talking about film finishing and answer printing and release printing and what happens when you're done uh, cutting a movie. Now, hopefully this will make sense to you. Uh, if you have any questions, just email me at patrick at filmediting.com and I'll try to answer them. But basically, when we're done editing the film, the film then goes to the negative cutter. The negative cutter takes all the negative for the film and cuts it to match our cuts that we've created in the Avid or in Final Cut Pro, whatever system we've cut the film on. When that's done, the cut negative then goes to the lab's timer. And the timer is responsible for color correcting the film. So basically, the director and the editor will sit in a room with the timer, and they'll go shot by shot through the film and correct the film and make sure all the colors look good from shot to shot and match, and nothing looks off. When that process is completed, we make what's called an answer print. And the answer print is basically a pristine print that, is the final version of the film, what what we want it to look like. Now, from there, you can't just take the negative and print 3,000 prints that go in theaters all across the U.S. The negative would be virtually destroyed by the end of that. It would be very beat up and scratched and dirty. So what we basically do is we, we take that IP, that perfect version of the movie, and we create three or four more negatives from that. And those negatives go to the lab, and those are the ones that we print all the prints for the film on. And those prints go to the theaters. Now, sometimes what you'll notice if you go to see a movie in a theater and then later see it on DVD is sometimes the film doesn't look quite as vibrant and colorful on the the screen as it does on your DVD. It's because it's a couple generations down from the negative when it goes to the screen. And when we do the DVDs, we go right back to the original elements. There's also show prints that we create. And show prints are usually five or six really pristine prints that are for the premieres. And those show prints are made right off of the original negative. And I sat with Shaheen from Dolby recently and had to sit through many versions of the movie to get pristine, beautiful-looking prints that we could show at the premiere and wouldn't wouldn't have scratches, wouldn't have dirt, and that sort of thing. Shaheen said that some of his friends are jealous of his job, that he gets to sit in a movie theater and watch movies all day long. But... It's very difficult. You really have to, you can't really sit and enjoy a movie. You have to sit and watch it and make sure that no dirt spots go by, no scratches go by, and really make sure that it's the best looking print that it can be. Now, a lot of films today aren't cutting negative, 
and they're doing something called a digital intermediate. And what a digital intermediate is, is basically instead of cutting the negative, the film is scanned into a computer. And then on a computer, it's built into the cut sequence. And from there, it's output back to film, back to a piece of negative. And then from there, the process pretty much goes the same as far as release printing and that sort of thing. Now, in some cases, it's a little bit different. I know that when I was talking to Dave Whitehead, he was telling me that on the Lord of the Rings film, or actually it wasn't Lord of the Rings, it was actually on King Kong. On King Kong, uh, Peter Jackson wanted all of New Zealand to have a beautiful, pristine print in theaters. And so what he did is they output multiple negatives and they made all of their prints locally in New Zealand off of those pristine negatives right from the computer. So there was no generation loss, and all the theater goers in New Zealand saw that vibrant, beautiful print. So that's about all I have for you for now. If you get a chance to go to New Zealand and you're in Wellington, I highly suggest you go to Park Road Post. It's really a beautiful place, and hopefully I'll get a chance to work there one day soon. Uh, I'd love to work with those guys. They're really, really great people there. And thanks to everybody for putting your pin in the map at Frapper, frapper frapper.com. You can go to the link if you haven't done it yet and put your pin in so we can know what uh, country you're listening from or what state you're listening from. It's really fun to kind of see where everyone's at. And also, if you have a chance, go to Podcast Alley and vote for the podcast. It always helps with visibility for the podcast and helps more people listen to it. And I'd, I'd love to hear your comments and questions and what have you. So if you have a chance, call me at 206 202 2843-206-202-AVID. And again, next week, we'll be hopefully having on Donald Petrie, director. And if you have any questions for him, please email me or call me with those. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Take care.